Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick, I can barely get it in there. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. The latest thing with my youngest, who's not even two yet, she's going to be two soon. Are you still breastfeeding now, her? I mean, I mean, yes, personally. I mean, you, me, that, yes, I have you. been from the start. Yes. I'm an involved parent, Mike. I don't, you know, hate my kids like no, some of these dads out there. Doing. Yeah, that's why I, I have mean, man you breasts. Generate the milk, so why not use it? Don't let it go to waste. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Around the Diamond with our guy Jason Stark in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, yeah. we, we got more college football craziness. We'll get to that. We have Aaron Rodgers craziness. Jackets had themselves a busy weekend, didn't oh, they? Oh, boy, they did. They decided to rip that thing down to the studs, which we thought they would do, but... I guess I didn't think it would come this quickly. Although we did get an inkling when we talked to Rimmer. Rimmer, Rimmer was very cagey when we what talked to that? him. Was on, that Thursday or Friday? Uh, I, I think, think it was talk- Thursday. Yeah, thir- it was not Friday. It was definitely, I was thinking it was, yeah, probably Thursday. That's I think it, it was Thursday. And, you know, he was talking about Seth Jones. And I forget exactly what he said, but, you know, he's normally very... I don't want to say forthcoming with answers because that's not right. How about forthcoming with BS? Well, it would be like, he could go a number of places and then name seven teams. Right. And then suddenly it was like, oh, anything could happen. Well, I think the question that I asked was, come Monday, will Seth Jones be a part of this team? And instead of going like, oh, well, you know, who knows? And blah, 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 blah. He had like a, well... (laughs) So I knew, I knew that he knew something. That's right. I knew that he knew something. He will swear up and down that he didn't have any more knowledge than you and I did. But clearly this move going to Chicago was in the works. Yeah, it was. And, And you can look to, you know, quite a bit of what was going on prior to this, right? I mean... Uh, Chicago went out and got his brother, which yes. we talked about last week, and that's that was kind of seen as a sign that they were doing everything they could. Well, to they moved offer they it moved up. Duncan Keith too, right? So they have yep. that salary relief from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Seth Jones going to Chicago, where apparently he's going to sign a monster deal. Is it eight years, eight years. nine and yeah. a half a piece? Yeah, I did see some people saying I wouldn't give Seth Jones that money. Um, I would because I think Seth Jones could be one of the top two or three defensemen in the league. And I know that's a ridiculous amount of money to pay, but if you're building your entire roster around him, yeah, I could give him that money. If, if again, if I believe in him that strongly, and I did, I thought he was that good of a player. Now, will the Jackets be the team that typically is going to make something like that work? No. Are the Jackets typically the team that, you know, is able to absorb money, figure out ways to get around big salaries once they have them? Uh, not, not typically. So I can understand how some people say, not here in Columbus should we be giving out that type of contract, but... 
look, man, if you believe he's arguably the best defenseman in the league, you pay him whatever you think he's worth. And that's what he thinks he's worth. And you can laugh all you want. He got it. (laughs) He went out and got the deal. So were the Jackets smart not to pay him? Probably because they were not going to be a competitor right now. Chicago thinks they can build a, a competitive team around him. We shall find out. But the return the Jackets got, Mike, I think once again, pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where I'm not going to run down the entire draft because you and I haven't seen these guys play, right? We have to go no, on what I mean, the smart people are telling us. And the smart people enjoy what the Jackets did on Friday and throughout the weekend. That's good. Yeah, You have three first-round picks. You deal a second-round pick for a player. The real surprise to me was Cam on Saturday. And I, I'm not saying that I thought Cam was going to be here for the duration of his four years left on his deal, because I didn't. But he certainly didn't see it coming, because he was hobnobbing with the fans on Friday signing autographs. Yeah. He had a kid's birthday party. Yarmo calls him on the phone. I'm sure, by the way, anytime Yarmo calls is probably a wet blanket on the festivities. <laughs> I can just, in my mind, I picture a clown, like, making balloon animals for kids. Cam's phone rings. Yes, hello, Cam. Oh, how you doing, Yarmo? Sorry you couldn't make the birthday Happy party today, birthday buddy. Happy birthday to your offspring. Yes. Now, let's talk contract. <laughs> well, what contract? I'm signed for I another four years. I don't care about it. Your contract is on the move. Get ready to pack your bags <laughs> with the presents. Get going. You're out of here. If you need a ladder, just let me know. We have lots of tall people in the organization to help you pick up the things on the top shelf. So Cam goes away. Jake Voracek comes back. One for one swap. No money changing hands. Maybe on the surface doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but look, I, I think it does. Well, here's the thing. Cam Atkinson, what a lot of people are mad about is they like Cam Atkinson personally as a human being. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I like him personally as a human being. Well, he seems been like here a, for a long time. So you you develop feelings for these guys. He seems like a great guy. He seems like a great part of the community. Hell, my neighbor's kid was in his uh camp not his camp, his uh He's got like a hockey academy, basically, like where young kids are playing for him. Like, I mean, you don't do that if you're not a good human being. You don't do that if you're not someone who cares about the community you're in. All that stuff is real. And so I hope he can eventually come back to Columbus and be a part of this community, be a part of this organization. I wish him nothing but the best. Now, on the ice, I have had my issues at times because he is treated as if He is Wayne Gretzky of the Blue Jackets, and at times I have felt like maybe that's a bit strong because he hasn't fulfilled everything I think he should be as one of the highest paid players on the team on the ice. But again, that's our job, and that's the way I am as a fan anyway. I can like you as a person. I can like what you are in the community, and I can think maybe the entire team doesn't need to be Cam Atkinson. But he of himself was a good player for the Jackets, did a lot of good things. And I wish him well going forward. But what he is on this team is a guy who's probably going to have to generate his own offense and isn't really great at setting up a ton of other offense for other people. Jake Voracek comes in. His One of his best attributes is setting up other guys. Put him and Line on the same you know top line, I assume, and we'll see what they can do together. I think it's going to be a pretty good pairing. Is that going to win you a Stanley Cup? No, but that's not the goal here. That's not the objective. The it, goal, I, mean, I mean, it is. Well, eventually. Four years from now. The goal, you know what the goal is with Patrick Line? Figure out if you want to give him a long-term deal and figure out if he wants to be here long-term. That's that's the objective, right? They're, they're going to have him on a short-term deal this year, assuming he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. 
He can technically not, but they could sign him to like a short-term deal. I assume they're planning on him being around and then find out if this is a guy you want to, cause he's still a young player too. find out if you want to give Patrick line a, a giant contract in a couple years. Is he a centerpiece for your team or not? That's, I think, the next step here. So Jake Voracek will help you figure that out, right? I mean, this is like bringing in kind of a veteran quarterback when you have a lot of good wide receivers on a football team. Yes. Let's find out. Let's see what these guys are capable of. We'll find out what Patrick Laine can really do here. His ice time in Philadelphia was decreasing. He still feels like he has some stuff left in the tank. If for no other reason, he's excited to come here because he knows he's going to get ice time. He knows he's going to have the opportunity to work with a guy in Patrick Laine. And best case scenario for the Blue Jackets is that he comes in, he instills some leadership qualities. I heard uh, Jody talking about this, breaking down the trade. And because he played with uh, with Jake a couple years in Philadelphia. I don't think they crossed paths in Columbus, but they did in Philadelphia okay. when Jody was still playing. And he said about Jake Voracek, I don't want to call him grumpy. Well, <laughs> then he is. If that's If that's the word that comes to your mind... Because he, he went on to say, oh, he's always got a smile on his face, but he's not afraid to tell anybody in that dressing room exactly what's expected of them. And I think that even in a rebuild, you need guys like that. Because Nick Felino has gone, right? Seth Jones has gone. Cam has gone. The only sort of leadership presence still in that dressing room right, right now is Boone Jenner. Yeah. So to bring in a guy like Jake Voracek to sort of let these young guys know what's expected of them... That's a bonus. The other bonus is he plays well. Blue Jackets can move him. Yeah. They can yeah. move him and acquire more assets. And maybe that's what they're looking for with Patrick Line too. To your point, maybe they don't think Patrick Line is going to be the guy they want to pay long term and sign to the big 10-year deal because that's what it's going to take. If he reaches his potential, it's going to take a huge contract for a guy like that. But maybe he puts up a lot of points. Him and Jake Voracek look very good, and they can move both of them yeah, for assets. I, I think that is extremely more likely than they sign Patrick Line to a giant deal down the pike. Like I don't, I don't think that's likely. But you're right; there's a chance they could. But more importantly, I think they want to highlight what these guys can do. Make no mistake, man. Jackets aren't trying to go out there and lose five to nothing every game. That's not. They're they're not going to tank in that way. The, the The Blue Jackets fan base wouldn't tolerate that. And this organization, quite honestly, I don't think is that type of organization that would do that. What they are going to do is say, we want to we want to show you something as a fan base that you can get excited about for next year, and that's going to be fun. I don't. Is it going to win and get you into the playoffs? No, no, probably not. It's not meant to. In fact, but it is something that you can go to and say, all right, well, we might not have that, but we're going to have a guy who can score. You know, on any given night, he's a danger for a hat trick. That's what Patrick Line at his potential best is so that gives you a reason to come down to the arena and watch a team play that you also get a reason of watching some young talent i was looking at the uh prospect rankings mike because you know i'm all about the prospects i know you are that's all i do i was looking at like one of these smart hockey websites where they ranked all the prospects in the nhl they do a uh, metric that shows what the jackets prospect pipeline looks like and it basically says this according to top down hockey they say that the Jackets have projected in their farm system two bona fide stars. They're not saying like this guy and that guy. They're saying based on the positions of all the places where players were drafted, based on the ages of these players and their relative production, they estimate the Jackets have two bona fide stars 
coming up through the system of the guys who've been taken since 2016. Now, you might say that doesn't sound like a lot. That is the most in the NHL, according to their metrics. Second most in the NHL in just NHL players that are currently in the system. Guys they predict will come in and be regular yearly contributors. They have uh, nine and a half projected NHLers in the system. Only one team, the Kings, have more at 10. So again, these are advanced metrics and numbers that I'm not necessarily going to tell you I understand completely. What I am going to tell you is of the smart people who look at the prospects, they say the Jackets are once again loaded. So if I guarantee that wasn't the case before Friday, though. No, it wasn't. I guarantee it. No, it wasn't. And that's that's my point is now that they've gone out with this draft and taken, you know, and Ken Johnson, like you said, we didn't watch him play. I'm not a big college hockey guy. Everyone who's watched this dude play says highlight real stuff. It's just can he do it consistently? Yeah. Can he be that guy? So and he is one of those center winger guys. That's my concern with him is he he's played wing last year and was very successful at it, but he's a prototype center. So which ones are going to be? That's where his development is going to be huge. And that's where the Jackets organization has to actually develop him. Let's hope they can. This is a place we haven't been for a while, Jacket fans. And I'm not saying it's going to be a pleasant trip. He's going through this renovation. This is to the studs renovation. And this is why I said when, you know, this team was, was knocking on the door, seventh, eighth in the East. And people are saying, well, you know, they're the youngest team in the league. Next year is the year. And the year after that, oh, coming off the Tampa series. Mm. Next year is the year. Team's still young. Doesn't matter. That's what's disappointing. Is that you thought that you'd have this team knocking on the door for the next five to seven years. And instead, we got a three to four year stretch. Well, you know what? That's I'll say that too. Um Yarmo in years past, well, you know, we don't have time for this. We'll take a break and more thoughts, I guess. All right, and the craziness around college football as well. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash with injuries on Morse Road, east and westbound at 270. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they work to get things cleaned up. Please be cautious over here. In the meantime, plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Magna. Magna A Mobility Technology Company is hiring full-time skilled labor positions at their seating Lancaster location. Wages up to $38.50 per hour with a $0.75 cent premium and an $8,000 sign-on bonus. Apply at magnacareers.com, magnacareers.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. I will tease one of my yikes. Oh? Is, uh, you know how sometimes you get constipated? Uh, As everybody does. Sure. Well, have you ever thought, what's the longest anybody's ever been constipated? Oh, where they haven't uh, made number two. Yeah. Mm. So I looked that up. You've got and the so info? I ha- yeah, I have that for Yikes Wow, It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. One more quick Jackets thought. Yep. Um, reminder that, and I'm not saying this in a bad or good or any way, I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, this past season, Tampa Bay, you know, won the Stanley Cup. Uh, they won it last year, too. Yeah. Prior to that, so this would be, you know, three off-seasons ago, but more or less two years ago, that was when the Jackets knocked off Tampa. I just have to remind myself that 
two calendar years ago in a in a month or two. That's that's how long ago it was that this team was knocking off the number one seed, and we were all saying, "Man, what happens if they make this run?" I'll say this as much as I ripped the move, you know, when they went all in because I didn't think they were that close. Maybe in Yarmo's defense of this, he looked at what was up and down the pipeline. He looked at what they had and said, you know what? We haven't done a good enough job. This is the closest we're going to get for a few years. Because you can't tell me that after that, knowing that Bob and Brad were leaving and then everybody else that went out the door too, you can't tell me they thought, yeah, we'll get closer next year when Panarin leaves. We'll get closer next year well, when that's, Bobrovsky leaves. That's my problem, though. Is that Maybe you can look at the situation and say there was no way they could convince Artemi Panarin to stay. Because that's sort of been the narrative. Your job as an NHL general manager or an NHL president, mm-hmm. right, is to not just acquire talent. We're not playing fantasy sports here. But once you acquire that talent, getting that talent to buy into your long-term vision. Mm-hmm. Getting your talented guys to say, I don't want to play anywhere else. As long as this place has the money for me, this is where I want to be. This team has not been able to do that. Yeah. Now, if you're a self-hating Columbus resident, you have your reason why. And that is nobody wants to live here and nobody wants to play here. I call BS on that. The National Hockey League is full of those markets. Full of those markets. <laughs> of course it is. Where you wouldn't necessarily go on vacation to that city. But that is the job of good team ownership and leaders. To assemble the talent and get them to want to stay. That has not happened here. Yeah. And that is why you are blowing up one of the youngest teams in the league. And it's frustrating. I'm not saying it's not necessary, because clearly it is. But it's still frustrating. Because we went through a lot of crap, the fans of this team. A lot of crap before he even started threatening for a playoff spot. And now we have to do it all over again. I understand why. I will embrace the process. But I want to make sure once we start to climb that mountain again, it's not the same old story. Well, and I, and I like John Davidson. Uh, Yarmo obviously has done a lot of good things here, but let's make no mistakes, right? Um, if this new process, which is necessary, and I agree with you, especially the way things have gone, where you've got big name stars that have walked out the door and not wanted to even consider signing here, I guess you have to now change this team around again. And this is the last chance for me for that leadership. I know JD went away for a few years and now has come back just all of a sudden and so it feels like well no he's he just got here what do you mean yeah they have to with this rebuild in three to four years i'm not saying it happens tomorrow three to four years time they need to be a regular stanley cup level challenger for that cup i'm not saying it's not what the hell are you doing Right. We run a minor league team here. It's not about, oh, they made the playoffs as the eighth seed and they pulled a big upset. Isn't that enough for you guys? No, it's not. That happened already. That was fun. I need now a team in three to four years that people say before the season, this is one of the top two or three teams, you know, in in whatever conference they all shake out to, you know, what would have been the Eastern Conference. Like, I need two or top two or three. And then, yeah, it will be a disappointment if they're not like a three seed or higher. And it will be a disappointment if they don't start reaching conference finals. Yes, that is, I know those are lofty expectations. It's pro sports. Get over it. It's a, You're allowed to have expectations even for the Blue Jackets. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. They're not done. 
They still have a goaltender to trade. Which one is it going to be? I have no idea. But this is the first of many moves. And hopefully they can put some sort of product on the ice that probably is not going to win a ton of games this season, but keeps us interested enough. A college football craziness. Oklahoma and Texas met with the Big 12, informed them they would not extend their media agreement with the conference past 2025. So the dominoes of this. Now there are rumors that the Big 12 is talking to the Pac-12. Maybe there's a merger coming there. There's rumblings that the Big 12 aren't going to give up their pursuit of Oklahoma and Texas and allow them to leave. Maybe they offer them share and a half. Would they make more money than everybody else in the conference? I don't know how that's feasible in the long term, but whatever. Let them live. And then does this affect the other conferences? The ACC. We've talked about the potential Big Ten implications. I don't know what the hell's happening here. I (laughs) do know the Texas A&M regents are meeting today, and they're going to formulate some sort of plan. Now, they can't stop. If 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 both these schools want to go to the the SEC, Texas A&M can put up a stink, but ultimately they can't do anything about it because they're not going to get enough member schools to vote with them. No. But I can see if this is inevitable, and they realize it's inevitable. Instead of making a big stink, they go to the SEC and say, okay, um, you do something for us and we shut our mouths on this. And we go along. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, One-time financial payment of $50 million. <laughs> right. Something. Cut us in on that money. Um, look, I, I look at it this way, too. Uh, I know there are people who will say, well, Ohio State really doesn't have to do anything. They can just stand pat. They can just let all this process play out. Hey, Ohio State dominates the Big Ten anyway. Why do you want to upset that? Why would you want to go out and try to convince other schools to join up with the conference or maybe join up with you? I don't think the SEC is looking at this going, oh, if Oklahoma and Texas come here, it'll make it easier for us to win games. I mean, all those member schools are looking at is if we bring those schools in, we make way more money than it's possible without them. And that's why Oklahoma and Texas are doing it, too. They're not looking at their situation and saying, oh, it'll be way easier for us to go win in the SEC. No, it's going to be harder. But they have a better chance of making way more money. All this is motivated by money. And the Big Ten, as big of an institution as it has been for so many years in college sports, don't think it's too big to fail. Don't think that it's too big that Ohio State can't be fine without it if it wants to. I wouldn't. I would not. I would not be mad at all as a Buckeye fan if Ohio State came out and said, yeah, we're partnering with uh, Clemson and USC and Penn State, Michigan, Oregon. Like, we're going to get the big dogs together, and we're going to form another conference all on our own. I don't think that's likely because I don't think anybody has the guts to do it. But if they went out and did it, I wouldn't have a problem with it as a Buckeye fan. Go form the national conference. Say, okay, SEC, have fun down there. We're the conference for everybody else that doesn't live in the South. This is where the big boys play football across the rest of the country. And we'll meet you guys in December, and we'll see who has the best conference. Make it like the AFC and the NFC. I'd be all about that. But I don't think that's likely because there's too many I's dotted and T's crossed on contracts. But that's where I think Ohio State should be is nothing is too big for you. Be outside of the box if you want to. Don't be afraid of the Big Ten. You should run the Big Ten and do Big Ten should do whatever you ask them to do. More thoughts on this. Plus, Aaron Rodgers screwing with everyone. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Just some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups, about a five-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or call 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, safe auto. On the NRA with fan traffic. Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about? Oh, sorry. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. I was watching the Olympics last night, and Kristen loves to watch the swimming. And I enjoy the swimming, too, because it's, you know, I know who wins. It's the person who gets there fastest. Yes. Wherever they're going. As opposed to some of these events where you have to rely on a judge to tell you if something was good. So I'm watching the swimming. And you'll have to excuse me if I don't get all the details correct. But Mm -hmm. at the... Australian female swimmer girl whose name I have forgotten. But she wins a big race going up against the American. They cut to her coach. Did you see the coach? Oh, yes, I did. Yes. Where he was so pumped up. I I actually thought for a while he was going to whip it out. <laughs> he was he was going to take his shorts off and whip it he, out. He was he had the yellow shirt on and he's just like losing his yes, mind, right? Losing yeah. his mind. He was uh I, you know what? Good for him though, because he's enjoying he's enjoying what's happening. He's feeling it in the moment, and and he was right. You know, like his he his he his coaching helped. I would guess so. He he had to feel pretty pumped up. I did feel for the person who was in the suite or whatever the, area of the lounge. Clearly, volunteer <laughs> Japanese woman right, who was, was just, just like, like excuse please, me, sir, can can you go back over where you're going? Can you just not he's just go crazy gyrating right? and <laughs> going crazy. We have beach volleyball on right now. I have a hard time watching beach volleyball, and it's for a very stupid reason. What's that? Well, they play games, matches, up to 21. Yeah. And then I think they play best of three okay. games. Sounds about right. And so there's a lot of points to be yeah, won, sure. is my point. But like after every point, regardless of who gets the point, that team celebrates like they won the seventh game of the world series oh, yeah sure it's like after every point it's like we got a hug and we got a high five all right there's, know, a, lot, there's a lot of these points i get it you know what though i look at that as the same way like people and, and i know this is not the popular opinion but people look at soccer players and like oh they're always diving they're diving and it's like you know, you know what they're doing they've run for 27 minutes straight and when they get fouled they stay on the ground for a second so they can catch their breath and so that everyone else can catch their breath too because that's kind of what happens. It's an exhausting thing. There is a there is a rhythm and flow to that sport that if you don't watch it a lot, you don't know. So I try to keep that in mind when I watch like softball, like women's softball, especially in college. There is like an attitude around that where someone will make an out and they will come back to the dugout and still get like high fives and cheers. And it's part of how the team spirit works, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's always been weird to me. I I'm not used to that. I yeah. I, I'm saying. I'm guessing in, in volleyball, there's some of that that goes on too. I will say. Did you see the British uh, divers? The synchronized diving. I, I heard of them. I didn't see them. Tom Daly and Maddie Lee All of right. Britain. So Tom Daly, my guy. That's been making the viral rounds too, where they did their platform ten meter platform dive. That's the 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 big 
not floppy board. It's the big stiff board, the, I guess you big would say. Cement board. Cement board. The big yeah, you just cement the high right, dive. Right. I like so, how the idea too is hey, we have diving. What else can we do? How about we just dive the same? Right. That's an event now. Well, right. And so it's it's amazing watching two humans be able to fall at the same sure it rate. Is. It's very difficult. That's uh, number one. Uh, physics would tell you I could not do that because I would think I would fall quicker, right? Than I don't like know a lighter works, guy. But right. I just I just want to be in the room when they decide what else to do. It's uh, like, well, yes. we've we've done the, the floppy dive. Mm-hmm. We got the high dive. What else can we do? So we just do those same things together. Great. <laughs> what if we made a competition where it's you take a diver, but then you find like one of the strongman people and they skip the diver across the pool, side diving. Let's try and that. Then, and then that person gets up and shoots a gun at a target. <laughs> but I'm watching the synchronized diving. Or I, I wasn't watching it, but I saw the uh, the celebration afterwards. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, like you said, with you watch a race, you know who wins. When it comes to the judge competitions, I see these two guys jump off the platform. They look in perfect synchronization. They hit the water. There's barely a splash. Everyone loses their minds. But if you go watch like another one of those platform divers, it looks Almost identical to that, and you will see people put their head in their hands, like, oh, this is just their whole family has got to be ashamed of them. I don't know if they'll be allowed back in their country. What a terrible performance. You're like, that looked the same as the guys who just won it. I can't tell the difference, other than if someone clearly messes up and like belly flops into the pool, then I know, yes, that was no good. But it's so minute, the differences. And I know if you watch diving, you're probably pulling your hair out listening to me say that, but I can't tell the difference. Well, I feel like most people can't tell the difference unless you're a super insider. I was watching the swimming last night, like I said, and I forget the name of the guy who does the color for the swimming, but he's been doing it for years. Okay. You'd, you'd know him. I've if heard you, the if voice, i sure, yeah. Right? And so they had an American in this heat, and I think he was in one of the outside lanes and wasn't really expected to do much, mm-hmm. but still, it's an American guy. You're rooting for the American guy. Yeah. Right? And... The, the race starts, he gets off slow, off the blocks, and the whatever swimmer color guy <laughs> says, my dad can get off the blocks faster than that guy. <laughs> and I remember looking at Kristen like, man, that's the type of stuff you don't normally see in no. Olympic coverage. You no. know, and I don't know how I feel about it, because at, at some point, you know, his family's like <laughs> gathered around the TV, yeah. probably at some watch party and... Palo Alto, California, wherever he's from, sitting around like, this is his big break. And that's what they, they hear. My dad, he's dead. He can get off the blocks faster than that guy. Is this the Marty Brenneman of swimming? Well, and then Christian turned to me and said, when did you start doing swimming color? Because that's something I would say. I've also noticed with the swimming, I don't understand lane selection because I have heard this so many times this year. They're like, oh, I'll... Didn't qualify the best, but that means he gets an outside lane, which means he's not going to yes, have a lot of dirty you, water. All the best are in the middle. But, right, the benefit for qualifying the best is be put in the middle where apparently it's awful. Because they're always like, well, well this guy qualified dead last. He'll be way out there. He won't have all the water disturbing him. He'll be able to have a good swim. And it's like, well, then why not give the first place qualifier that choice? Again, you're right. Maybe they should give them the choice. Or maybe they do give them the choice. I don't know. But I know. I've, I've heard them talk about this, where they like to be in the middle lanes because the competition on both sides of them lets them know how they're doing. Okay, so they can they're driven by what they're, they're seeing. They're next driven to them. by yeah. what they okay. see next to them. Where oh. I forget who I was watching yesterday, where it was a hey, did you know what was going on midway through that? Because I I don't know how they can possibly see anything. 
Well, because sure. water's flying all over the place. They're struggling to breathe. They're strokey, strokey. They're probably not struggling to breathe. They're used. They're Olympians. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling to breathe watching them. I mean, it's a, it's an elite athletic event. I'm just saying they're elite athletes. And all this right. chaos is going on, right? You got a million people just limbs flailing everywhere in the water at a tremendous rate of speed. Then they talk to the person at the end. It's like, oh, what were you thinking about in that race? Well, I looked up and saw Jonesy next to me, and then I saw the scoreboard. And I said, how did you see the scoreboard? How could you see anything? <laughs> They're like, yeah, I was thinking about the latest season of Breaking Bad and how I thought there were some character flaws. I, really I started replaying that dialogue in my head. Sopranos ended weird. You know, it really wasn't as great of an ending. Oh, and then I won a gold medal. I had a conversation with the girl next to me. She I said, also, hey, I'm about to go faster now. You want to go? Yeah. And I try I try to remember that. Like, we talk about sports that we know all the time. And I, I, you know, I have plenty of those that I like. I've watched for years. I try to remember when I'm watching the Olympics and I hear the people talking about swimming. And you'll hear them lose their mind like, oh, that first turn. <sighs> Gonna be lucky to even get out of the pool after that one. And you're like, what? A lot of turns in swimming, they, too. Yeah. Well, no, where they, they the turn, where oh, they go I upside yeah. down no, and I, kick the thing. I, right. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> In my mind, it's like a circular track. No, but <laughs> Rubin is racing. No, if they have to like, what? Sometimes they don't get a good turn and I they see. get a good I got push it. off. I got it. And I look I at see, it. And I I'm call like, that the flipsies. The flipsies. That's what I good flipsies. <laughs> the flipsies. Right. And I'm saying I will see that and go. That looked like everybody else's flipsies, yeah. but they're like, no, that's terrible. That guy. My yeah. dad does a better flipsie than that. <laughs> So I have to remember that sometimes how we sound when we're just like, oh, yeah, that guy's three point percent. It's like, what show talks like that? Not us. No, I know. You're right. Three point percentage. We don't know either. Welcome to Common Man and T-Bone. We have no idea. All right. Aaron Rodgers coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 315 northbound before Henderson Road. Traffic is slow from North Broadway and continues to build in this area. Plan on some heavy backups. Please be careful over here as they work to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits, and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I apologize for the last segment. Why? If you're a swimming person, if you're a diving person. Because it it's like two-year-olds having a conversation. You and yeah. I have no idea what the hell we're talking about, but this is the beauty well, of the Olympics, is that we watch these sports once every four years. But what would you rather us do? To the, to the diving and swimming people, would you rather us come on and say, I got to tell you, I was watching this last night and... Katie Ledecky, here's why she didn't win in gold. Burr, burr. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why she didn't win. And by the way... I her, do. She wasn't faster than that other chick. Yeah. And by the, the way, end. Like, her not fast is still, like, the third best time any human has ever... Or any woman has ever done in that event. That's so, why I kind of feel bad for her. Because after she loses to the Australian. Yeah. And the coach is going the coach wild. coach is going like crazy, yeah. Whipping out his Johnson, waving it in the air. <laughs> Katie Ledecky, you know, she's exhausted. Mm-hmm. She goes right to the NBC person, as she's yes. instructed to do. Yeah, And they're doing the interview. And the first word, I forget who was doing the interviews. 
the first words out of her mouth were, oh, tell us what happened there. What and happened? Just like, I, well, I, just, I just won the silver medal is what happened, by the way. You could <laughs> yeah. say congratulations. <laughs> That's true. You could say congratulations on the silver. Now let's talk about the fast Aussie chick next to you. Mm. But she was almost taken aback, and she was much nicer than I would have been. Because I would have given that answer. Well, I just had one of the best times I've ever had, right. and I won the silver medal. Yeah. Now, I happen to be not as fast as the other girl, but I ran like the best time I've ever run. Yeah. You know, so hey. Other than one other time. I guess I'll take home that silver and throw it in the trash? What do you want me to do, lady? <laughs> but what? Sometimes it's yeah. we, we put the microphone in their face right after they've done this thing. The The tell me what happened out there is I hate that in journalism because... You know what happened out there, and you want a certain answer, but you don't have the stones to ask the question you want, which is, in that case, typically, hey, we all thought you would do better than this. You didn't. Well, that was the tone. The tone was essentially her saying, hey, you know, you just crapped yourself in the pool in front of everybody. (laughs) There is a floating turd in the pool. What do you have to say for yourself? It's not like... Not like she stopped halfway through and it's like, what happened out there? You you stopped swimming. It's like, oh, yeah, my hamstring exploded. Yeah. That's what happened out there. No, what happened was she ran one of the best races yeah. anyone's ever run. And I just run. wasn't as fast as this other chick. And she's going up against but I won the, the person who won the gold. Yeah, that's... Man, we have just gotten so soft, apparently, when it comes to the Olympics, Mike, because now we're just like, oh, you know, runner-up's pretty good. But it is, in this case. It's really good. Well, and, and she said, I would have been more upset if I didn't do my best. Yeah, but I that's ran. A great point. I ran one. I had one of my best times out there. So what can I, you say? I did you as well as I could have number. done. Yeah, I look at that again to bring it to other sports we watch more often. If you are playing in the Super Bowl and your quarterback throws for three hundred yards and three touchdowns, and you lose by three because the other guy well, seen threw this. four touchdowns, we've like, seen this right, a lot. Well, just in college basketball teams. with the Buckeyes is, and I, I forget the year, but Buckeyes were playing a big game in Madison. Oh, yeah. All right, it was a big game in Madison, and Wisconsin decided to hit every outside shot they could possibly Contested hit. Contested. Right, you got guys in, in your face. Yeah. You're doing everything right defensively, and they're just hitting these shots in your face. And afterwards, you and I looked at each other like, well, what the hell are they supposed to do? Yeah. Right? You, you, you did Nothing the best you, you could. The other team was better than you. That's how I felt watching Ledecky in the pool. She that she ran the right, she ran the race she wanted to and just happened to hey. run someone else who ran the best race they've Ledecky ever run in the pool. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams screwing with people on social media. They both post a picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on Instagram on Friday night. There is speculation that Aaron Rodgers is soon going to announce his retirement. And so, what does that mean? References to the Last Dance. They've at least Aaron Rodgers has compared his general manager to Jerry Krause. Mm. So does that have something to do with it? Does this mean that they're done and they've already had their last dance or they're going to have their last dance? Now, Devontae Adams has cut off his contract talks too. He's in the final year of his deal. And so who knows if he's going to report to camp. Mm. Oh, I mean, it could mean that uh, if he's posting a picture of Scottie Pippen, maybe he thinks Matt LaFleur is a Giant racist, like Scottie Pippen does with Phil Jackson. Well, could be. <laughs> could be. Let's hope not. I don't think that's what that means. But yeah, the, the whole, I've seen people saying like, oh, well, this must mean the, they're out this year. 
And it's like, no, 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 no. It it can mean they're out at the end of this year. Well, that's the, that, right. I think it more likely means that, that they're both going to show up and both play this year out as the last dance for this know. group. That's the way I look at it. The speculation was so big that Aaron Rodgers is soon going to announce his retirement that several sports books took Packers games off the board. This oh, weekend. yeah, that's true. I did, that, you're right. Just when you th- <laughs> okay, I think I know what this means. And then all the sports books are like, yeah, so do we. We're taking the, this off the board. Now, the other side with this is that the Packers today, since they're a team owned by shareholders and the fans, they had their annual shareholders meeting today at Lambeau Field, which means if you are a fan, you own a piece of the Packers, you attend and you can ask questions mm. to ownership, to you know the front office personnel. And there were several boo moments there when they oh. walked out. A lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers. There is little update from Shefty on this as of six minutes oh, ago. Oh, well, please give it to me. Would you like it or would you like me to bring that back after we come back Look at you. from this brief return to our sponsors? Uh, how about afterwards? Okay. I can. We are that. professionals. That's we'll, right. we'll tease the good stuff. Mm. Is it okay. good or is it stupid? It's it, it's looking, well, it looks like we've got a little bit more info on where this is headed and probably some finality coming soon. Okay. And the Big 12 trying to bribe Texas and Oklahoma details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on State Road 315 northbound before Henderson Road. Traffic is still slow from Olentangy River Road in this area and still continues to back up over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime and more delays expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for warehouse positions in our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great pay and benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Happy Monday. Alright, so looks like we have a conclusion coming to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Give us the latest. Yeah, so as it sits right now, I just want to reset Aaron Rodgers' contract situation. There are still technically three years left on his deal, right? With a potential out after this season, but still a costly out. But he is technically not an unrestricted free agent until 2024 when he would be 41 years of age. However, there are multiple tweets now from Adam Schefter, and Paul highlighted it in the Sports Center right there that the Packers are going to be offering some concessions within the contract to Aaron Rodgers that would allow him to come back this season and then likely be out of Green Bay after this season. This is all according to Schefter. Uh, Says that the 2023 year in Aaron Rodgers' contract would be voided with no tags allowed in the future per sources. So they'd void his 2023 deal. That's just gone. Yeah. And then next year, there's an out at the end of the season that while costly is now much less costly for all parties involved, if you cut off the 2023 year, there'd only be one more year left on his contract, basically. Um, everyone who's looked at this is basically pointing out, and this is my first thought when I see it too, how does Green Bay 
get anything back in a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Like having him currently under contract, you're basically going to, they're going to work it out to where they get little to nothing in return for Aaron Rodgers at the end of this year. That is their way, I guess, of saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers, come back and play one more year for us. We're sorry we stepped in it with the Jordan Love situation. Just come back and play one more year. We'll try to win a Super Bowl. If it doesn't work out, you can leave. We'll move on. We'll let our new guy start playing quarterback. But we're going to miss out on possibly multiple first-round picks as a result of this. Yes, this is the sign of a desperate team. That's what it seems like this to me. This was uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers playing a game of chicken. And Aaron Rodgers won. Yep. He's, I'm sure the messaging has been to the Packers front office this entire time. If you don't give me what I want, and what I want is freedom out of here, whether that's immediately or in one more year, I'm going to retire. So I need that from you. And yeah. they've been playing this game of chicken, and and he got it. I don't. I don't understand. From the Packers' standpoint, I understand what they're doing a little bit just right now. They're more or less saying, we are now in July. Camp starts next week, or this week, or whenever. I forget when theirs starts, but camp is right around the corner, yeah. and we don't have anywhere to deal you now because our plan was for you to still be the quarterback this year, and then eventually we're going to move on to the guy we drafted last year, stupidly. We drafted a guy that we never should have. That was a dumb move on our part. It toxic. It made this entire relationship toxic. We're done. This was stupid. So if you just dropped someone into this situation today and said, here are your cards, play them as dealt. Yeah, I can see why they would make this deal. Why they didn't work out a trade earlier. Why they didn't do anything else prior to this. Why they didn't realize this relationship was so south. That's the part. They basically played like you said. They stared Aaron Rodgers in the face and said, you're not really going to retire. you got three years left on your deal. And he said, try me. I've got a lot of Jeopardy time to, on my hands. I'll gladly go Well, and I'm sure that. their philosophy was, wow, well, we could talk him into it. Yes. Right? We'll, we'll talk to him. We'll offer him a new deal. We'll, we'll give him all this money. We'll offer to make him the highest paid player in the NFL, which reportedly they did. And he looked at him and said, I told you I'm not interested in that. Yep. What I want is out of here. Immediately or in one year? Your choice. I'll give you one more year. But this is basically what they're doing here is saying to get you to come play one more year for us, we will make it really easy for you to get out of here next year. And we are going to give up the ability to recoup that in multiple draft picks. This, I mean, I think this sets them back more than just losing Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, right? Like you're you're now going to be by the time Jordan Love starts playing year three. What's the benefit of having a rookie quarterback if a year after he starts playing, you have to sign him to a new contract, right? Like, let's say he's as good as you guys thought he was going to be. Oh, and by the way, you're at least going to have to make the decision of whether you pick up his fifth year option almost immediately after one season of work. Good luck with that. Well, and and who's he going to throw to? Because does this mean Devontae Adams is coming back for one year, too, then he's out of there? That whole last dance thing we just saw makes way more sense, What does that mean? I'm guessing he saw all this prior to tweeting it, and so did Devontae Adams. So this is... I would guess their way of saying we're coming back for one more year and then that's it and we're all out of here. So good luck. I You're right. I don't know who he's going to throw to Jordan Love. I don't know what the idea is on, on the Packers part from when they did all this. How did they misjudge so badly? I don't know. I don't what, know. Where, well, Ego, I'm saying arrogance. 
How did you misjudge it when you knew the contract this guy's on? You knew what level of talent he has, and you knew mostly his desire and determination to get his way. I would think none of that was news to the Packers, and they still chose to go the route of, let's draft a replacement quarterback for this guy. Does Aaron Rodgers seem like a mysterious guy to you? Well, he, no, he strikes me as the type of guy who tells you exactly what he thinks all the time. This has probably been going on for the last four years, where he has said to the Packers, probably even before the, the Love draft pick, where he said to the Packers, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like what you're doing here. And it was constantly brushed aside. Oh, here's Aaron Rodgers again, prima donna. What are you going to do? Well, you know what? Part of being a football executive, I just talked about with Yarmo and the Jackets front office. It's not just about acquiring talent. It's about getting that talent to buy into what you're doing. The Packers have done a terrible job of that with their most valuable guy on the football field. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, that's a bad job. There's more than just, wow, I killed it in that draft. Oh, I fleeced that trade. There's more to it than running a front office than that. That's fantasy sports. You're dealing with humans here. Maybe humans that are flawed. Maybe humans that you think are stupid, but you have to deal with the human element. And if you're not willing to do that, then you shouldn't be running a team. It's like building a skyscraper and then going, oh, but we have everything sorted. The offices are great. No elevators, though. It's like, what? <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, you can't neglect that part of the building. That's one of the most important parts. Quarterback is one of the most important parts of your NFL team. Well, I they don't. can walk up the steps. Yeah, sure. They still get to their office. Oh, yeah, just walk up the steps. Elevators occasionally collapse and just a bunch of people. Just, Bathrooms four yeah. floors down. Well, that's all right. Just walk four floors. Go take a crap. What's the problem? Yeah, no internet's fast. No one's going to want to be there. No one's going to want to be there if you don't take care of that. And no one's going to want to be in Green Bay if you don't have your quarterback situation fixed. And in their in their dumb brains, or Brian Gutekunst, his his dumb brain, their GM, apparently the thought was, I'm going to take this quarterback three years possibly before we're ready to need one. So he'll be fully groomed and vetted just like Aaron Rodgers. We took him early and then we sat him for a few years while Brett Favre decided what he wanted to do. We're going to do the same thing again. Well, it wasn't, you know, that, oh, that group at the time running the team, but that's basically the idea here was more or less, we're going to set that situation up again. Cause that wasn't drama filled at all. Mike, that wasn't ridiculous and stupid needlessly at all. Now it worked out that Aaron Rodgers turned into Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, is that going to happen every single time? I don't think it is, and I think that now the NFL is a lot different. I don't think you need a guy to sit for three years to learn how to play quarterback now. Most guys should, in fact, yeah, don't. NFL is a lot different, and we're just sort of skimming over the fact that Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year. <laughs> he well, was the right. MVP of the league. Well, right. They drafted a quarterback in the year prior, in the draft prior to him going out and having that season. So... They obviously didn't know he was going to do that, but they should have had some inkling of to how good their quarterback is. And they said, yeah, it's fine. We'll just draft someone ahead of time. You're right. He's mysterious in a lot of ways in the fact that we don't, we don't see him constantly giving his opinions on everything. Um, but you know he is. But of course he is. Behind the scenes. And also, it is one thing we know about him very much so is he wants to do it his way. There's, there's no doubt about that. And... If you're the Packers, it's your job to understand that. And they did not. Uh, the curious path of our buddy Tate Martell. You remember <laughs> old Tatham? Tatham, yeah. Of and I, I, we always play the, the sports what if. If Urban never leaves Ohio State. And I still believe that has to do... We can go back to 
if Urban did what he was supposed to do many years ago and fired Zach Smith, mm-hmm. he probably doesn't leave Ohio State. Or never hired him. When he That's does. Or, right. ne- yeah. or never hired him. Well, right. Sure, whatever. And so if Urban doesn't leave, Justin Fields doesn't transfer in. Nope. And Tate Martell is probably your starting quarterback. Good, bad, or otherwise. Right. And and you know what? I, I Clearly he has shown in multiple spots that he's not very talented, but you put him in that Urban Meyer offense with weapons around him, who the hell knows? He, yeah, could, be, maybe, he could be in maybe, the league right you're now. You're right. Maybe he would have maybe would he would have developed into whatever he was supposed to be coming out of high school and yeah, I guess we will never find no, that out. No, but instead, he transfers to Miami, didn't win the starting job there, switched positions at one time to become a wide receiver, didn't work out doing that. Entered the portal once, and I think maybe said he was going to a JUCO, but never actually did. Yeah, Came back right. to the Hurricanes, got suspended, yep. opted out last season uh-huh. after getting suspended. He is still with Miami now, or was still with Miami, but now he's transferring again. He's going to UNLV, where yeah. he'll compete for the starting quarterback job there. He still has two years of eligibility left. I was going to say, he's going to be in college. He's when... 37 years old. No, I, don't, I don't. He's not, but it seems like we've been talking about Tate Martell forever. He'll retire. He, he will eventually leave college the same time Tom Brady retires from the NFL. That's kind of bizarre. But, yeah, I mean, he's he was a Las Vegas kid. I mean, right? That's, that's where right. he went to high school, right. at least. I don't know if he grew up there, but I know that's where he went to high school. So, yeah. That maybe this is his last attempt to try to catch on somewhere. And I could see a scenario where playing in a lesser league, if there's any of that talent that was thought to be there when he was brought in by all these different schools, then yeah, maybe it, in a couple of years it kind of starts to show again. Maybe he wins that job and puts up some nice numbers. I don't think this is a pathway to the league for him, but maybe he gets to at least have an enjoyable end to his college career. For his sake, you know, I kind of hope it works out for him, but I don't have any delusions of thinking this is somehow going to turn into, you know, Tate Martell goes to the NFL and surprises everyone. I, I doubt that's ever happening for him. All right, the Big 12 trying to bribe Texas and Oklahoma. I'll tell you about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching that accident on 315 Northbound before Henderson. Traffic is still backing up in this area. It should be clearing up fairly soon, but watch out for residual slowdowns. And you'll find more delays on I-70 Westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434, plus Around the Diamond with Jason Stark at 534. It looks like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have worked something out. This is according to reports. Aaron Rodgers will report to camp. They essentially have worked out a deal where he will, he will come back to Green Bay for one more year. And then it's, see you later. At least that's how it sits now. Who knows? Maybe time cures wounds and winning cures wounds. And he's there longer term. On that point, let's say that they go out and 
win a Super Bowl this year. Don't forget, they were very close to getting to one last year, and obviously Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Mm-hmm. If they were to win the Super Bowl, couldn't you see him kind of walking out the door still and saying, I told you I wanted to go do my own thing. I left you guys a Super Bowl. Nobody can be mad at me for that. And I still want to do what I want to do. Like winning does not change any of that. And then also I could see him saying, please mail me my ring. I'm not showing up. No, you're, you're exactly <laughs> right. And there used to be a time where it was unheard of for quarterbacks of a certain caliber to change teams. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, either either they're washed up and bad and they just want to hang on for a little while longer. But that all went out the window with Tom Brady. Yeah, of course. I mean, it also used to be unheard of that you would have quarterbacks change hands in the offseason like you have. Mm-hmm. But we had Matt Stafford change hands. I mean, there, there are a million different scenarios that are out there. This never used to be possible. Well, and don't forget, I mean, prior to the, you know, horrible situation that he finds himself in or that he has put himself in it appears Deshaun Watson was likely to change hands this year too he would have probably been on a different team as well now the latest on that is that the Texans are listening again now I don't know necessarily understand why because I mean there's nothing that's changed with his lawsuit and that's not going to change well here's the only thing that I've seen that might shed a little light on that is the league's laws about putting a player on the commissioner's exempt list typically say if the league believes that even though there is not a court proceeding against you or you're not currently on trial or you're not currently arrested or anything like that, the league can still say, yeah, but we looked at this ourselves and we feel like there's this warrants a thing. That's right. And so we're going to put you on the commissioner's exempt list. The fact that that has not occurred might indicate that the league is saying we've looked into this and we don't feel it warrants anything. I'm not, I'm not, let me be very clear. I'm not making that judgment. I am saying it's certainly a way to read that given it's been a couple months now. They've been doing their investigation. I'm sure the NFL looked into this pretty thoroughly and they've not come out either way and said anything. Now, don't forget the league has also been very notorious for taking right up until the start of training camp or sometimes during camp to issue a big decree on what they're doing. And perhaps a, a case like this takes a lot more investigation than than normal. But most of the time you will hear them kind of put something out there saying we're going to put him on this list and he's on it until further notice till we can do more investigation. Perhaps teams are looking at that and saying, well, since they haven't done that, maybe they think there's nothing that's going to come of this. Maybe that means it's okay to start talking about him again, and maybe he's going to be able to play this year. I find that shocking, but maybe if that's I'm how this a team is being read. In the market for his services, I'm going to have to have assurances, not just reading the tea leaves. Uh, if, yes. if it's true that they want three first round picks for Deshaun Watson, I got to go on something more than a hunch. Well, <laughs> let's also be clear, too. That might be the other reason why teams are looking around is saying, you're not asking. You're not getting three round, first round picks for him now. There's too much uncertainty. We're we're willing to talk to you, and we if the deal's right, we might make it, knowing that there may be a a time where we're not going to have him as a player, and there's going to be obviously some. Again, this is all very cynical, right? I don't like any of this, but you know they could look at it from the standpoint of we're going to have to rehabilitate his image and everything else. But assuming he's cleared to play by the NFL, we can maybe get a stud player at a discount. Because of all the murkiness around his situation. Perhaps that's why teams are sniffing around Yeah, but that's why if I'm the Texans, I'm not listening right now. 
I, I'm not listening right now because, you know, first of all, he, he showed up to training camp because he wanted to avoid the $50,000 a day fine. Mm-hmm. If he's worried about training camp fines, he's not missing game checks. Well, that's right. I'm saying like... So if he's a- eligible for you this year, he's going to play. Hopefully he plays well. This thing dies down a little bit, and then you can move him next offseason. Yeah. It also seems to indicate that he's not gotten any guidance from the league that says, hey, it'd be better if you didn't show up. Right? I mean, right. That's, that's the other part of this is no one has told him from the league, hey, we're we're probably going to put you on this list. Just Just don't come over to anything now. Maybe... Maybe they will still do this and drop a hammer on him that we're not, you know, that that I'm not seeing here now. But yeah, maybe this indicates that they're just not going to be a lot that they can prove with this, and they're going to say, "All right, we can't can't keep him off the field." There's nothing really here that we have. All right, the Big Twelve getting together. They're trying to figure out how they can keep Texas and Oklahoma in the fold because without those two schools, they really have no conference. Despite what they want to tell you, Dennis Dodd reported that the Big 12 has discussed giving each school a share and a half to stay in the Big 12. That means they'd earn, under their current media agreement, about $56 million per. Uh, Big 12 schools took home around $37 million apiece last year. And the question was, what if the other eight schools promised the Big 2 half of that money? We'd be talking north of $90 million per school per year plus third-tier rights. Good Lord. The speculation <laughs> says no other league can even approach that number, not even the big bad SEC. Yes, but that's also not feasible in the long term. Now, we're looking at Texas and Oklahoma here saying, yes, what would it take for them to stay? And maybe that would get them to stay. I have no idea. But then you would just have almost death by a thousand cuts because the other member schools would leave. Eventually... They would. Kansas isn't sticking around for that. I wonder. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Now that there's. Here's the other thing. Now that instability has been entered into the system, no one feels like anything is truly secured. So because it's not right. It's so, all up for grabs. If you're Oklahoma State, if and I'm not saying Oklahoma State is the the bell of the ball. I'm just saying their rivals Oklahoma. No, but there's strength they're in numbers though. You're yeah. right. Oklahoma State holds a press conference right now, declares themselves a free agent. <laughs> Who the hell cares? Cuts off everyone else's they, they, everyone else has nothing to but say. But if here. you have a collection of 4 or 5 teams get together and say, "All right, what's our next move because we're all going to do it together." That's a big get. Yeah. Even if it's in smaller markets like Oklahoma State or Iowa State or Lawrence Right, these are all smaller markets, but they all bring something. They bring they bring value in numbers. Yeah, they they're not to be fair, they're not going to bring the TV money per se, but what you bring as a numbers play there is we can make your conference a lot stronger, a lot bigger and then by having more games for you to go out and yes, sell. We have more games to sell, we have more intrigue. Yeah, I I I still feel like I I don't think there's anything that the Big 12 can do to stop Texas and Oklahoma from I don't leaving. think so either. And then they put out a statement today kind of reiterating that because the Big 12 statement that they put out said, uh, we understand that they want to leave and we plan to, in 2025, look at the landscape at that time. Until 2025. They said 2025 like They brought it up a bunch of times in this statement. It's basically their lawyer's way of saying, hey, reminder, uh, you're going to be expected to honor that contract, Texas and Oklahoma. Or you, Or you pay out the ass. That fight will be ongoing. Right. Uh, the segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident on State Road 315 northbound before Henderson. That accident has cleared from the roadway. All lanes have reopened, but you are going to find some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. And backups expected on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. About a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Rumkey is hiring CDL driving trainees starting at age 19. Receive $18 an hour, benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. New CDL drivers can earn $1,000 up to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in the first year. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello? Hey, go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. And click that subscribe button. Click! Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. And we've put it out there. If we get a certain amount of uh, reviews on the Apple iTunes store, uh, Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, Nailed it. that too. <laughs> we will drop a bonus show on you. Some bonus content. So we're getting close to that number. So if you're an Apple customer, go to your podcast app, search Common Man and T-Bone, and leave us a nice review. We would appreciate it. Are you ready for yikes? I am. Let's go. The Philippines first competed in the Olympics back in 1924 when Jeff Rimmer was just a teenager. They won their first bronze medal back in 1928, so they didn't have to wait very long. Took a little bit longer to win their first silver as a nation. They did that back in 64, also in Tokyo. But in 97 years, no Filipino has ever won a gold medal. Well, that all changed this weekend when Hildian Diaz won a gold in women's 55-kilogram weightlifting. By the way, 55 kilograms is 121 pounds, and I have no idea if that's a weight class for the women or how much they lifted. Either way, <laughs> Manny Pacquiao has confiscated the award and is claiming he won it instead. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to go with Angelo Caro Navarez, my guy, Peruvian yep. skateboarder in the Olympics, who during one of his runs on the freestyle part of the skate park, because now obviously they're doing that, not just, you know, the, the vert stuff. They're actually doing the skateboard park where you grind on the rails, Mike, as I know you love to do. love to grind. Um, he went backwards and couldn't really stop his momentum but was kind of bent over in an awkward way and just so happened the thing that stopped him was a railing that was pointed right at his junk Mm. and hit him square in the junk and he crumpled to the ground. And, you know, the thing I'm going to say my yikes for here is that not that that happened because that happens when you're skateboarding. It's the fact that it's an Olympic sport now. There's a lot of people who aren't watching skateboarding typically who are now watching this. And that's probably the most exposure the sport has gotten throughout the Olympics is that guy doing that. I just wish that hadn't happened to him for many reasons. Yikes. All right. My first yikes goes out to the Texas Rangers. They're having a terrible season and they've lost 12 consecutive games. During this streak, they lost 10 straight games without ever holding the lead. That tied a record, which is held by the Braves, the Alleghenies, and of course, the Mountain Cities. Good news, though, that streak was broken yesterday and their loss to the Astros when they briefly held a one nothing lead, but yikes. 
Jags quarterback Gardner Minshew is in a competition with Trevor Lawrence for the starting job, even though he isn't. He says he hasn't taken a crap in two weeks because, quote, number two isn't an option, end quote. (laughs) That got me thinking, what's the longest a human has gone without taking a crap? Well, according to Science Focus, back in 2013, a 28-year-old woman from India had to have surgery after she went 45 days. Oh, Without a bowel movement. Oh, no. The exact term they used was, quote, football-sized fecal mass, end quote. Now, I don't know if that's an American football or a soccer ball, but either way, I'm not that impressed. I've dropped deuces that were clear triple flushes and about the size of a Nerf football if packed all together. So for her or for me, yikes. Don't know how to recover after that one. We'll try anyway. Uh, rapper DaBaby was trending on Twitter after he played a concert. And someone threw a shoe at him. Mike, you never want to throw a shoe Boosh to be style? thrown at you. Yeah, well, I, I don't know exactly. I didn't get to see who threw it. Um, but DaBaby saw the shoe go flying by and said, quote, who threw the Adida? Oh, is that the singular? It's hilarious for two <laughs> levels. It's the singular of Adidas. <laughs> apparently, is Adidas. I like that. But also, you have to be very locked in as a performer to see a shoe go flying by and not only not get hit with it, but to get the name, license plate, and registration on the flying shoe. So the yikes is going to the person that threw the shoe at him for whatever reason. Unless you brought an extra matching shoe with you, what's the plan here? Because now they're going to try to figure out who tried to hit the performer on the stage with the shoe? The guy with one shoe. It's pretty easy to figure out. So, uh, yeah, think it through next time. Yikes. All right, here's my second yikes. During halftime of Team USA's loss to France, there was a robot on the court entertaining fans. The robot would take the ball from a rack, it picks it up, and it makes free throws, it made three-pointers, and even made a shot from half-court as well. They got the ball all the way from a rack? <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Iraq so stupid. and Iran. So dumb. <laughs> Every week we see another one of these stories about robots doing incredible things. This needs to stop now. Yikes. Uh, headline on space.com. Asteroid the size of the Great Period Pyramid of Giza just flew, parentheses, safely past Earth. Thanks for that. I think we would have noticed if it crashed into the planet, but I'm glad it whizzed by safely. They're calling this a close approach, even though their idea of close is 2.8 million miles away. But that's close by space terms. It was traveling 18,000 miles per hour. Yikes. The close encounter made me realize how close last August's asteroid flyby was. Do you remember that? We Mm, talked about it. Yes, briefly. Uh, This thing like I said, was 2.8 million miles away. Last August, we had one flyby that came within 1,800 miles. Wow. But that was the size of a car and wouldn't do much if it hit us. They have a risk table for space things that may hit us. Most are under half a percent, but there's one. It's called 2010 RF-12 that has a 4.7% chance of hitting Earth. The date, you ask? Because they have it. What date? September 5th, 2096. The Buckeyes are playing the University of the Yucatan that day. Good news is it's small and will probably just result in an impressive fireball. Either way, yikes. Good reference on the Yucatan. 
Well, because we don't know who's going to be in the Big Ten in 2096. Well, we don't, but also, that's where they believe the they believe that whole peninsula exists because of the last asteroid that hit us and wiped out the dinosaurs. That is so, correct. There you go. Uh, my third yikes. I went to the county fair yesterday by uh, where we live. What county? Uh, Union County, Mike. All right. Up uh, Marysville Way. Bought an iced tea. That's you've you've seen the fair iced teas. They have the little wooden tokens you get. It was $4 for my iced tea. That's fine. It was a jumbo glass. I was happy to pay it. Kanye charged $92. <laughs> and then he lived at the fair. <laughs> uh, but I uh, give the cashier $10. I get $6 back. It's a $4 drink. Makes sense. I walk away, get about a couple minutes away from, you know, where we were and just doing other things. And I reach in my pocket and say, wait, did I? I gave the cashier the 10 and not the 20. And I looked in my pocket and there was no 20. So I actually paid $14 for my iced tea. It was the most expensive iced tea I've ever drank, but was actually pretty good. So it's my yikes, not anybody else's, because I didn't notice it at the time. Are you sure you gave her that you had a 20? I had a 20 and a 10. I had two 10s in my pocket. Clearly, I gave her the wrong, or a 10 and a, a 10 and $6. So I, yeah, I screwed that up. I gave her 10. It's my fault. I'm stupid. Anyway, that's my third yikes, losing $10. <laughs> All right, here's my final yikes. The start of the Olympic triathlon was completely botched yesterday. There was a media boat that was blocking about half of the competitors when they, the starting gun went off. The incident sparked mass confusion as the boat tried to reverse out of the way while race officials recalled those who had already started to swim. Officials said the starter gun went off early, causing the chaos, but yikes, look out for the boat. I saw the end of that last night. I think it was like a big, sweaty Norwegian guy was finishing that up. Okay. And he's horribly sweaty, and he wins the thing. And then everybody else who comes after him just, like, dies. They cross the finish line and collapse. And medical attention is needed. You've got the winner sort of standing there exhausted, but on his two feet, celebrating. Then everybody else around him has collapsed. It's mm. almost like we shouldn't be doing any of this. Oh, triathlons? Now, I'm not saying the alternative, you know, eating four pounds of Chex Mix while watching the triathlon on your fat-ass couch is what we should be doing either. I'm not saying my way of living is the only way of living. But if you cross the finish line and then require a defibrillator, perhaps not a healthy thing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. By the way, uh, I didn't know what the Olympic triathlon consists of so i looked up the differences between that and the ironman triathlon all right are you aware of this i mean i'm aware of it well, but... okay the olympic triathlon is a 1500 meter swim a 40 kilometer bike ride and a 10 kilometer run what is that in american <laughs> i don't know give me american a... okay i think a mile in er, a mile in yards like 1700 so it's a little less than a mile swim uh, I don't speak kilometer. Sorry, I don't have the kilometer for bike ride. 10K, though, I think that's like around seven miles, something like that. Here's the Ironman, okay? I said it was a 1,500-meter swim. It's a 3,800-meter swim. All that's right. 2.4 miles in the Ironman. Then it's a 180-kilometer bike ride. I said in the Olympic, it's 40 kilometers. That's 112 miles in the Ironman. And then it's a uh, full-on marathon to finish it off. 42 kilometers. Again, the run in the Olympics is just 10 kilometers. So 
What a so bunch of wusses. Saying, you know, I watched a bunch of wusses Olympic over there. athletes. Yeah, they suck. I mean... Go talk to an Iron Man. That's I'm quite what I the, I, I'm sure they do it at quite the pace, mm-hmm. Bone. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, they Gold were, metal, they were yeah. collapsing and dying. I'm sure they ran it. Get up! Pansy! Yeah, you got a lot more to do if you want to do the Iron Man. That's what I'm saying. You're just there. Instead of medical attention, you're spitting on all of them. Mm, that's Get right. up! Yeah. The, uh, again, like to point out, the 350-pound ginger, the one eating Cheetos on the couch saying, you could do better. See, I went with Chex Mix. You had Cheetos. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, things are not working out for Trevor Bauer. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of 71 southbound after Greenlawn Avenue. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area and still continues to build. Please be extra careful over here as they work to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Buckeye show coming up at the top of the, not top of the hour, 6 o'clock hour. Tonight I was just out there and was uh, talking to Timmy Hall. Yeah. We were texting this weekend because we were both watching ping pong in the Olympics, or as ah. they call it, table tennis. And I got to tell you, I wasn't impressed. What do you mean you weren't impressed? Well, first of all, they all look like Quasimodo. They're sort of hunched over the table. Okay. All right. And there's no volley action. Just like one or two big hits, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I want to see some epic returns. I want to see a good back and forth going on, which is the reason why I enjoy women's tennis more than I enjoy men's tennis. Because in men's tennis, it's all about the power of the serve. Now, you've got some powerful women as well. That can ace you. Yeah. That can, you know, hit that ball 100 miles an hour. But you have more back and forth volley action, I feel, with the women. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched as much tennis, but I I tend to think that's correct from what I do recall seeing. Well, you can tend to think it's correct because it's correct. I'm telling you. (laughs) That's right. I'm telling you. And there's not enough volley action in the Olympic table tennis. I want to see guys go back and forth. Well, let me ask this, though. Like, that's the problem is you have a different... uh, you have a different want than the table tennis players do. They're trying to win however is the best to win. That's fine, but I also want to help them grow their activity or their sport. All right? I'm saying if we got some good volleys going on, people are going to watch that on TV. Yeah. Not just every four years in the Olympics and say, oh, wow, that was good, and then change the channel. I understand, but I'm saying their motivations are different, right? Their motivation is we want to try to win a gold medal. So how do you do that? Have the most powerful serve. And so I see what you're saying. That's too bad because it seems like a fun sport. Although, to be fair, I never watch you guys play, so maybe it sucks even when there are volleys. I don't know. <laughs> why don't you come over there and watch us? Maybe I will. Why don't you try out for the Olympics? Oh, yeah. Well, why not? Because yeah. just... that's the same. Why not? Me and an Olympic table tennis well, I guy. I didn't say today. I'm saying the Olympics are going on now. You got four years. You've been playing forever. That's just craft. what they want. In four years, I'll be 45 years old. 45-year-old rec league. What a story. What a story that yeah, would what be. what a story. Made for the Olympics, Mike. You'd be everywhere. You'd be on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. They'd be interviewing you before you even left. Are we can be serious now. We can be serious. Ridiculous conversation. conversation. Come on. Stupid conversation. Give it a shot. 
Uh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is still on leave from the Dodgers. And if you believe the report in the LA Times over the weekend, he may not be coming back. Here is a quote from the uh, report in the Times. The majority of Dodgers players do not want Bauer back under any circumstances. The sources were not named, but they said people with knowledge of Dodgers clubhouse dynamics. This could be one player this writer talked to. This could be a front office person. But given that it's the LA Times, I don't think this story gets out unless the Dodgers want it out. True enough. And I, I think, think right. I think that they are regretting their offseason decision to sign him. There were apparently players in that clubhouse, because, you know, they just won the World Series last year. Weird year, but won the World yeah, Series. They did. There were players who said, we don't need him. Why are you going to go out and get him? Well, they went out and got him anyway, paid a bunch of money for him. They didn't like him. They didn't want him there. He's a pain in the ass. But if he's out there winning games, not making waves in the clubhouse, they can put up with his weird antics because he'll help them win. But now they feel that he's just a distraction. And if he were to come back, he'd be more of a distraction. And fair or unfair, he's just not well-liked. Anywhere well, he goes, he's not well-liked. Right. There's obviously all the off-the-field stuff that that is putting all of this into focus, right? He's not he's not out of their clubhouse if it's not for all that off-the-field stuff, which is heinous and horrible. And if he did any of it, we shouldn't even talk about him playing pro sports. The other part of this, though, is whether all this happened the way it was described or not, um, now there is an out for the Dodgers. And who could have seen it coming, Mike, that the players in that clubhouse who won something wouldn't like the guy who shoots his mouth off all the time who's never won anything? Talking as if he won something. Talking as if he won something. Hey, guys, and we're going to get back to the World Series. we got to do things differently. Right. We? We? Who? You, you weren't at the World Series, buddy. They checked. No, I just I think that's something, too, where go back and look at all of his different tenures and and see how they went. And the majority of them have ended because... He was hard to deal with. A lot of teammates and or managers had problems with him, and he was moved on because of that. And so it's not, you know, the Dodgers can say, or some people can defend the front office of the Dodgers and say, well, they didn't know this was going to happen, this situation where he's accused of, you know, assault. Uh, it's a pretty heinous acts. Well, no, no one could have known that. But you could have known that this player was not going to be well-liked by his teammates and was a headache you didn't need with the Dodgers. It's just turned into a bigger headache than you could have ever imagined. And you know, there's a lot of gross guys in Major League Baseball. This is not breaking news. Right or wrong, Terry Francona said, I'm going to the foxhole with Mickey Calloway. Sure enough. But right. he eventually had enough of Trevor Bauer. Yeah. You know, Mickey Calloway can stick around for Terry Francona. But Trevor Bauer is so annoying. Yes. He said, I can't have any more of this guy. Now that doesn't mean... That he's a sexual predator, as has been alleged. It just means he's really annoying. But I like how this is breaking news to people. You know, Trevor Bauer can rub people the wrong way. Oh, can he? <laughs> yes, it was he can. The, it was the number one problem with that deal going in was he may not be well-liked. And so now he's not well-liked, and there's a really legitimate reason yes. to move on from him. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident still blocking the two right lanes of 71 southbound after Greenlawn Avenue. This is an injury accident with emergency crews on scene. Traffic is stop and go in this area and still building. Plan on some heavy backups. Please be extra careful over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Before we get to the rundown, here's some football stuff for you. Uh, Mike Brown says pretty much no to Joe Burrow playing in the preseason. So the first time you're going to see Joe Burrow back from his knee injury will be week one, if everything goes according to plan. I mean, that that is all precautionary, right? That's not, he, we don't think he'll be ready to he's go. On, he's on the field. Right. He's, he's not limited in any way, okay. physically. He's been yeah. medically cleared. So I just don't think they want to take the risk. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to either. And what is the preseason anyway now? Is it three, three games? Three games. Okay. Three games. There you go. Uh, more Bengal news. Bengals giving Sam Hubbard a four-year, $40 million extension. Former Buckeyes had a hell of a career to start. Yeah. No, and what do you have, 16 good. and a half sacks last yes. year? Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be a big part of what they're doing going forward, you would think, giving him that type of money and obviously the season he's had. So, yeah, let's hope so. And rumblings the Browns would be willing to trade Kareem Hunt to a team like the Rams have been shot down by the Cabbage. Mary Kay Cabot of the Plain Dealer reporting that the Browns have no interest in trading Kareem Hunt. He is attractive for various reasons. Number one, he's productive. Number two, he's cheap. Well, his cap number's four point eight mil. Yeah, but again, I think that I think there are many, many times in sports where we just look at the deal and go, "Well, that that actually be the Browns could get some really good return on that possibly if they wanted to do it." It's like right, the return they get on keeping him is. He's a part of an offense that wins you a Super Bowl, potentially. Correct. Right. So that's not when you trade a player where it's like, well, technically we can get a slightly better deal. We can get a better. Yeah, you can get a better draft pick. You could do all these other things. I don't think that's where the Browns are right now, unless it's a ridiculous offer for one of their players. You're not going to see the Browns moving on from anybody (laughs) the rest of this offseason. This is all all systems go. See what you've got and find out if you can go, if you build a winner or not. That's basically where you are this year. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. We have lots to do. We'll get to the Jackets. We'll get to Oklahoma and Texas. But the big news today is that there seems to be a resolution with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so Adam Schefter tweeted a bunch of stuff out in the last hour or so. Uh, He tweeted out that there's... A concession being offered by the Packers to Aaron Rodgers. And they are close to an agreement that would bring Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least this season. Um, this What he tweeted was just before 4 o'clock. He said, deal is not done, but it's close. Then he tweeted, the new agreement, once finalized, would help set up Aaron Rodgers' departure from Green Bay after this season. Uh, the 2023 year in his contract would be voided with no tags allowed in the future. Hey. Okay. So basically, the deal he's on right now runs through the end of 2023. So he would not be a free agent technically until 2024, you know, preseason, offseason. And they're going to be 40 years old. They're going to knock that last year off the deal and then agree with him in writing, apparently, is the way this is all sounding to me. They're going to agree in writing 
We're not going to tag you. We are going to deal you at the end of this season, at the end of 2021, and you can pick your destination, and we will find a trade partner, and we're going to basically give you whatever you want to get out of here. But please give us one more year here. That means they bought his argument that he said, I'll sit out. You you really think I don't mean this? I will sit out, and you will never see me again playing for the Packers. Oh, absolutely. I, I said earlier, this is a game of chicken. And Aaron Rodgers won. Yep. And I don't pretend to understand the behind-the-scenes minutia of what was going on between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I get the gist of it, but I don't know the day-to-day stuff. But I, I, was, I was very confident that he was willing to sit out. And I think it took the Packers a while, but they've come to that same conclusion. Right. I mean, the, the, the problem here with the Packers is they, it took them a while. And if they had come to that conclusion and realization sooner, perhaps they could have worked something out where well, they could it, have traded him. If they were self-aware, it wouldn't have gotten to this point. Well, yeah, it got enough. to this point because, you know, whether it's one person, whether it's a general manager, or whether it's multiple people in that front office, they sort of puff out their chest and say, Who, we're running this organization, not the player. The player can fall in line with what we want to do or he can get the hell out of there. Well, right. And the player called their bluff and said, all right, well... That's the way you feel. I'll just retire. Yeah, and and that's you know, like to your point. If they were self, if they were at any level self aware, wouldn't have gotten to this point. They wouldn't have drafted Jordan Love. Well, they or you like, draft Jordan Love, but you at least let the guy know well, Aaron Rodgers that this is what you plan to do. Yeah, but then Aaron Rodgers says, "Well, I just signed this giant deal with you, and now you're drafting my replacement. That makes no sense. Why are we doing this?" And if they say, "No, no, no." We're drafting him because we want to have a A-plus backup for you, and we do have to spend a first-round pick to get that, but it's going to be at the end of the first round, and he's not here to replace you. He's here to be your backup if something happens. That's it. Even then, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm ticked off, but I go, all right, if that's truly what you want to do, I guess I respect it. That's that's different than what happened where he felt like he was not involved in that process at all, and you can laugh at that and say, well, Aaron Rodgers, they pay you a bunch of money. Not up and go play. But the reality the is way it works. Aaron Rodgers is one of the five best quarterbacks in the league, and he doesn't have to do that if he doesn't want to. He's made more money than he knows what to do with, and he doesn't like the guys who are running this team right now. So he's made their life miserable, and he has basically won this whole standoff. There is a reason why guys like you and me could not run teams, and it's because I would have that philosophy. Sure. I'd be like, hey, man, you don't like it? Go retire. Go screw yourself. And they'd, they'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I will. You can play chicken with a lot of guys. Aaron Rodgers just showed us you can't play with him because he's going to win. Jackets had a very busy weekend. They are tearing this thing down to the studs that was aware before and it was confirmed this weekend. Seth Jones goes to Chicago, so he will sign an eight-year deal with them. See you later, Seth. Uh, Cam gets traded to Philly. Jake Voracek comes back in that deal. Gives you a veteran presence to come in, maybe kick some ass, hold standards in that dressing room. I mean, he's not 100. He's, what, 32, 33 years old? He's younger than Cam. He still feels like there's some hockey left in him. He can come here, be a facilitator, maybe hook up on a line with Line A. Both those guys have success, and then they either stick around. Line A with a big-time deal. Voracek has three three years left on his deal. Or they put up some numbers. You trade them both, get even more value. And Because what what we do know, and we knew before, now it's been confirmed. This team's not competing next year. They may compete night in, night out. They're not competing for a playoff spot. It's probably going to be at least three years 
until they're at a point where they can contend for something serious. But when they get to that point, don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with just hanging around seventh, eighth seed, because that's what you had. That's what you had every single year. I would hear from you people. Ah, they're young. Next year's the year. Ah, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. Well, guess what? Nobody wanted to be here. They had to tear it down to the studs, and now you're looking at a rebuild again. I understand why it's necessary. I'm excited to see where it goes. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck as a fan. Well, right. It, it's it's multiple things. Uh, next year, going to a game at you know at Nationwide and watching the Jackets play, are you going to see the type of team you saw against Tampa a couple years ago in the playoffs? No, they're they're not going to be anywhere close to that right now. So you know that chances are, uh, un- unless something breaks really lucky and every player just has career years, not likely to make the playoffs, and that that's part of the plan, I guess, to some degree. But what you can say is that they are putting a little bit of a team together here that has some young talent on it, right? They got Bachvis back from uh, Chicago. He's a good young defenseman. Everybody's pretty high on him uh, in the Seth Jones deal. You got more picks. PX? PX. And they've... They drafted a bunch of guys that, yes, it might take them a couple years to get here, but uh, high ceiling guys certainly is what everybody seems to say about those players. Now, as far as what you're going to see with, you know, Jake Voracek and Patrick Line, there's no defense from those two. They're not uh, not very good defense, put it that way. Especially Voracek, he is pretty much a primarily offensive player at this point. Helps the power play out. Should be a little more calmer on the puck, but you're going to need a center who can actually play defense. If they can find that or develop that, then your top line might be pretty good. But that's still not going to fill out the rest of the roster. You still got to figure out defensive pairings. A lot of, a lot of issues for the Jackets next year, and that's okay. This this move for Voracek was not to just build for next year. It's to clear a year off the books of Cam, give you some offensive firepower, and really to evaluate Patrick Line and maybe see what he wants to do and what you want to do long-term. Also could raise his profile a little bit and... Get him back to the level everyone thinks he can be, and maybe you can deal him for more. So, Jackets in a full rebuild. The exciting thing is this, Mike. You now have an opportunity to not be the team you were. You do not have mm-hmm. to be the hustle and grind team. Maybe you can build a team full of skill guys. Maybe you can build a team that's a little bit more of the, I don't know, the the enforcer but with skill set. You can find a few of those guys. I don't know what your identity is, but the nice thing is they can start with a pretty clean slate right here, and I hope they take full advantage of that. Oklahoma and Texas met with the Big 12, informed them they would not extend their media agreement with the conference when that expires in 2025. There is a report that perhaps the Big 12 could try and entice them to stay by giving them both more money. Uh, There's another report the Big 12 could merge with the Pac-12. Texas A&M regents are meeting today to figure out what they want to do. If Texas winds up joining the SEC, are they going to raise a stink about it? Are they going to go along willingly? Are they going to shop themselves to a different conference? This is the start of, I think, a long process. The Big Ten should be out there talking to people today. The Pac-12 should be out there talking to people today. The Big 12 members should try and figure out their exit plan, whether that's together or individually. The ramifications of this will go on for a long time and will shape new college football. Yeah. Yeah, totally agreed, man. And I look at it this way. I've seen some people say, well, the Big Ten and Ohio State, I don't know if there's really a motivation for them to do anything here because 
you know, all these other chips can fall wherever they want, yes. but you know, Ohio State still makes a lot of money. Big Ten makes a lot of money. Ohio State dominates the Big Ten. Great at recruiting. So what's the problem? And I understand why that's said, but let's also figure this out, right? I mean, years ago, over 100 years ago, there were people making carriages for horses. And Henry Ford comes along. He's got his Model T starting to get a little popular. And people go, oh, you're going to start making cars? And the carriage maker says, why would we? Look at how many. We, we were backordered on horse carriages. People are never going to stop using horse carriages. No, not right away, but 10 years after that, I bet they regretted that decision or had changed. And the question is, do you change quick enough that you're on the forefront of what's coming or do you change after all that's been settled and you pick up the spare pieces? It's not a problem until it's a problem. Ask the NCAA. Right. So they've been neutered overnight because they waited and did not address any issues and become more progressive over the years. I will just say this. I'm not, I don't think it's likely Ohio State leaves the Big Ten or forms a super conference, although I think that would be awesome personally. But if you doubt that Gene Smith has kicked that idea up and around with a few people over there at Ohio State in the last 72 hours, you're fooling yourself. If you don't think people in the Big Ten, other schools, have also kicked around the idea of, well, who should we bring in? Should we leave and go somewhere? I hope they have. Right, like... There has been plenty of that discussion being kicked around. The question is, will it just be in the ho-hum, what-a-fun-idea phase, or will it be, we have to do this right now, and here's the move? That's what we're going to find out in the next six months, I would guess. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. The NFL is hoping to make instant replays run smoother. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on 71 southbound after Greenlawn Avenue. An accident blocks the three right lanes in that area. This injury crash leaves only the left lane open. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be cautious over here. Plan on some heavy delays and keep an eye out for those crews in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Carry out any of Domino's crust options with up to three toppings each every day. Crust options like crunchy thin, classic hand-tossed, handmade pan, and even big foldable Brooklyn style. Carry out only as for this offer availability including crust size and charges may vary excludes extra large and specialty pizzas i'm leanna ray with fan traffic simpletons nincompoops ignoramuses just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show also fat this is common man and t-bone bone yes ma'am do you need things washed uh i'm not talking like well, you're cracky but i mean <laughs> Things yeah. around the house. Yeah, sure. Celebrate over 20 years of perfect power wash with 20% off all services. That's 20% off the house wash. Wow. You got disgusting vinyl siding that's growing green stuff on it. 20% off the roof treatment. 20% off the driveway wash and seal. Everything is 20% off. Wow. But you have to hurry. Perfect Power Wash's biggest sale of the year is almost over, and their schedule is busier than ever. Don't miss out. Call them today. Listen to me. Here's a number, 888-860-WASH, 888-860-WASH. Secure your spot on the schedule before it's gone, and be sure to use promo code COMMONMAN, and you will save 20% off the perfect power wash. I like that. Promo code COMMONMAN, 888-860-WASH. The NFL hoping that instant replays run a little smoother with new technology. That's right. So... 
The Hawkeye video replay people, they are the people best known for their tracking system that does the the electronic line that you see in tennis. If you've ever watched any tennis at all, and they've had that one where, was that out or not? And they do the little computer graphic that shows And they have it instantly. Instantly yeah. where it is. That is Hawkeye. That's the company that makes that. They make technology for goal line stuff in soccer, NASCAR stuff. They, they're, they're very good at this. So the NFL's partnering with them to try to make it a lot quicker when we get to replays. For example, one of the things that Hawkeye is doing, this is all according to CBS Sports, they are going to institute a state-of-the-art replay system that will get the NFL to process live video in real time and sync up various camera angles seamlessly. Something that, I mean, I kind of assumed, I guess, that was already going on. Now it's good to know it is going to start happening. I'm surprised they didn't have this earlier, but... They're saying now where we've seen those before where you go, well, it looks like here is knees down, but we can't see the ball. If only we had an overhead view. Well, now hopefully they'll have that and they'll have the other view all synced up so you can pause it and say his knees down here. Did the ball cross the plane or not? Or whatever you're reviewing. Those are the types of things now that this Hawkeye technology should help with. Will it actually speed up the review process in NFL games? God only knows. But also, let's hope so. This is a sport that prints money. The National Football League, and I still love to watch it, even though it drives me crazy sometimes, but I have long said I don't know what they're doing with replay. I don't know why they haven't had technology like this already on the books. I don't know why we don't have a sky judge to make this even more seamless of a process. Yeah. You know, they, oh, the technology is not there. And I've said for years, the technology is there. Watch tennis. Hell, I was watching the beach volleyball last night. They had a challenge. Instantly, they had a result. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they have it in soccer, too, where the ball, did it cross the line or not? They they have the referee wears a little buzzer on his wrist or has a little earpiece, too, and they can let him know instantly, like, the play can still be going on, and they can buzz him and say, you need to go review that. It was a goal. Yes, and ultimately, it runs smoothly because he's not the one making the call. Nope. They're, they'll let the play continue on, and then... You know, once there's a natural stoppage in play, if he's been buzzed to say that was actually a goal, he'll whistle it dead, go check it to make sure. But yeah, I mean, they can know that stuff fairly quickly. So it, I'm glad to see they're getting this in the NFL. I, like you, am surprised they didn't have it previously. Uh, some bad news for Team USA Basketball. They lost to France. That's not the right that's, thing I wanted. That is France. the Russian national anthem. <laughs> not here. Mike, it's only the Russian Olympic Federation that's oh, here. Don't even get me started on that. As I like to call it. What a punishment. The ROF. What a punishment for Russia. Mm. They're not in the Olympics, but all their athletes are. Come watch them. Now, look, man, I've, I've said this before. I think everything should go in the Olympics. This should be a competition between nations. Not just the athletes, but the scientists, too. Have the best doping scientists and doctors on premises to give them shots of roids right in their ass before they go out and compete. <laughs> it's not just the athletes competing, it's the scientists. I'm all for it. Okay. But you're there's but, nothing else there. Oh, I thought, just, yes, I'm all I thought for we were going back to basketball. All but right, if fine. you're gonna ban a team, ban a team. Yes, we are going back to basketball. Okay. So they lost to France. It is the first time since two thousand four that men's basketball has lost an actual Olympic competition. We already saw two exhibition losses. Those didn't count, except they put the fans in a panic mode. 
And then everybody told us, oh, calm down. It'll be better once they get going. And yeah, that's all right. They'll click into gear. Well, no. And you know what else is interesting, Mike, about these, you know, and this is not an overnight change. Uh, there are a lot of countries now that send players to the NBA. There are a lot of countries now that have NBA level uh, coaching that have better talent just up and down the pyramid of whatever sport they're playing, be it soccer, basketball, name your sport. Like it's all gotten better just like it has here. But all those other countries have caught up. A lot of them have started to catch up to what the U.S. does. Also, it, it is probably notable that no longer does the U.S., you know, basketball team send its very best. It's not the very best players the NBA has, right? It still should be good enough to win a gold medal, though. Every well, single time. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, you you look in the NBA now, um, you know, one of the guys who's probably going to, I forget if he won it this year or not, he obviously just won an NBA title, Giannis Antetokounmpo, not, not going to play for Team USA basketball, plays for Greece, right? I mean, the talent level across the board is much better, and so there is going to be more talent that can get you on a given night, but still the U.S. should have the best talent by far. And it's surprising that they don't. So now they have to win their final two games in their pool. Yes, to, to advance. A, to advance. And I think it's, is it Iraq they have to play or Iran? Oh, do they? Okay. Which they should have no problems with. And I forget who the other one is. I don't know off the top of my head. Czech Republic? Does that sound right? They're two winnable games. Okay, they, yeah. they should be winning these games. Still, If not, then that's breaking news. Oh, Yeah, but the, it's... It's a bad thing when you have Kevin Durant, and it's not all on him, right? He's not, he's not, he's one of the players, but he is the best player on this team who's wide open to take a three at the end of the game. Multiple you looks. You had three wide open shots. Yeah, they had multiple looks, and no one could knock down the open three. Not that that would have ended the game. It just would have probably brought it back to even or given the U.S. the lead at right. the time. And then who knows? Maybe they can close it out from there. Instead, they just couldn't buy a bucket. I think it was the last four minutes they went where they didn't score. So, yeah, not good. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that 71 southbound between I-70 and Frank Road that is closed due to an accident. There's an ongoing investigation that has the roadway closed. The ramps from I-70 are also closed due to that ongoing investigation. Please be careful. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Jeff Martin Auctioneers. Two auctions, two days. Jeff Martin Auctioneers is hosting a virtual auction July 27th and a live and online auction on July 28th in Columbus, Ohio, featuring heavy construction equipment, trucks, trailers, and more. Live, on-site, or online, bid your way with BidJMA.com. License 201868. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. It's time to go around the diamond. Baseball news and notes featuring everyone's favorite roast beef-eating, eclipse-watching Hall of Famer, Jason Stark. Every single Monday this year time, we talk to our guy. It's Around the Diamond with Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Jason. Hey, Mike. Happy trade deadline week. Well, that's right. We were talking, uh, not necessarily trade base, we were talking about Trevor Bauer earlier today. There was a report in the LA Times about how the players don't necessarily want him back, even if Major League Baseball allows him to come back. Do you think we've seen the last of Trevor Bauer's abbreviated time in a Dodgers uniform, but do you think we've seen the last of him? 
Well, I think it's safe to say we've seen the last of them this year. Um, beyond this year, I'd have to know a little bit more about the contract language. I don't know where his legal case is headed. Uh, I don't know what Major League Baseball is going to do when that gets resolved. Um, he's certainly going to face what I'm guessing is a lengthy suspension. I don't think that's grounds to void the contract. I don't think the Dodgers can prevent him from picking up his player option. But again, I need to know more about how that works. Just I, I think it's safe to say you're not going to see Trevor Bauer pitch for a long time. Um, whether he ever pitches for the Dodgers is something we'll, we might be contemplating months from now. It's too soon to say. Let's talk about the uh, new name, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, we knew the name was going to change. What were your thoughts on the name they went with as opposed to we had heard, you know, Spiders was a popular option for some fans, harken back to, you know, previous team there, maybe some of the other options. Did you think Guardians, do you like that name and kind of where do you come down on that? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Uh, look, I was rooting for the Spiders, T-Bone, because that's a name that had real history, real baseball history, real Cleveland baseball history. I, you know, my sense is they were afraid of it because of 20 and, uh, and 134, which was their record uh, the year before they disbanded. I know, I know that's the worst season in anybody's baseball history, but like I would have looked at it differently than they did. I would have thought of it as a chance to rewrite the history of that name. You know, they could have broken the World Series drought as the Spiders. That would have done it. So I, I think they missed that opportunities. The name Guardians, it's fine, I guess. You know, it rhymes with Indians, so it'll be easy to say and adjust to in time. I know they had they had all sorts of legal challenges, trademark challenges with most of the other names that they explored. So this was kind of a safe choice. My question is, what are they guarding exactly? Like Erie, the Dolans? The Bob Feller statue? What, what do you think? Well, first of all, the fans are not guarding the Dolans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. They're free to leave at any time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sort of with you where if I were to, if it were my team, and full disclosure, it's not, but if it were my team and I was being forced, rightfully or otherwise, to retire my team's nickname, I would want to go in a completely different direction. I wouldn't want to necessarily keep the same colors. That's not to say all those memories are erased. They have their history of the Cleveland Indians. That's not going away. I would just, I would like a fresh start, not something that just sounds kind of like the team name I already had. Um, all right, how fresh? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's always tricky to say. We're going to start fresh. We're going to have all new colors. We're going to have a totally different name, vibe, culture. You have a lot of your fans who don't want that. They don't want to go that completely different. Yeah, but does this does this satisfy them, though? I mean, the, the fans that don't want it, they're not going to get on board anyway, right? <laughs> I, I know. So all right, what would you have done if you were... No, I, I, when, I, when I say fresh, I probably would have went with the spiders. That would have been... My yeah, choice, but maybe, or the maybe different lunar, colors, the solar eclipse. I was going to say lunar eclipses, and that's <laughs> bush league, as we know. I still think the Starkville eclipses featuring roast beef would be quite the team name. So. We have the roast beef races in, <laughs> yeah, in between absolutely. innings. Yeah, you, 
really could. That's with right. or without cheese. Yeah, for sure. Uh, around the Diamond with Jason Stark here on The Fan. We are knee-deep in Olympic stuff. Let me ask you. Um, you can wave your magic wand. Do you want to see baseball in the Olympics, or are you content with the World Baseball Classic? I, I, like I would vote for the Olympics. I, I actually love the WBC, but most Americans don't. I do. Which includes the players um, and, and their teams, for that matter. So I, I would vote Olympics. I mean, the issues, you know this, like they're never going to stop this season for two weeks so right. players can jet across the world. And teams in contention are never going to want to let, I don't know, Shane Bieber, Jacob deGrom, go off to the Olympics and use up two or three starts worth of bullets. But, I, you know, I do think you'd get more star star caliber um, American-born position players. Um, like, I've had this conversation with Bryce Harper. He's never played in the WBC. He probably never will. He would love an Olympic gold medal. He'd say yes to that in a heartbeat. I think there are a lot of players like it. But will the people who run the sport ever find a way to fit the Olympics into a window that works during the season? Uh, There's just too much self-interest in the sport for that to happen. And that's a shame, isn't it? Well, and it's it's what are they going to get out of it, too? Because this was the problem with the National Hockey League for a long time, is that they, they paused the season, they went over there, thinking that they would get a huge bump then in ratings because people would become interested in hockey. They sent all their stars over, and that ratings bump never happened. They never increased the game being overseas in the Olympics. And that's that's got to be the thing for Major League Baseball, where they have to be saying, all right, it's got to be worth our while to send these guys over. Will it? I don't know. Yes, but see, you know, as somebody who's been to the WBC uh, and seeing what it means to every other country, you know, the atmosphere is amazing. Now, it wouldn't have been in a year like this because there's no fans, but uh, the atmosphere translates when you're when you're watching and you're caring. And there's something about the Olympics that does make people care about stuff they're only lukewarm about other times. Like baseball, baseball has too many games and not enough events. Olympic baseball, if done right, would be an event. So that's what I think would be short-sighted. Let's talk trade deadline real quick. Uh, saw the Nationals got swept out by the Orioles over the weekend. That typically signifies uh, <laughs> the end is near when it comes to your hopes and dreams. They are eight games out. Obviously, Max Scherzer, it would seem like, would be available. Is he? And if so, where do you think he ends up? Well, right this second, from what I can gather, he's not. If you get back to me in 24 to 48 hours, I'm convinced he will be. And he will be the talk of the last 72 hours before the deadline. There's just no doubt about it. There's no difference making starting pitching available right now. If he's out there, that changes everything. And, you know, he can dictate where he goes. He can veto any trade. But would he go to the... Dodgers or the Astros or the Blue Jays, the Padres, maybe even the Rays, uh, with the understanding he can come back to Washington as a free agent and they want him back, I could totally see him saying yes to any of those places. And so the Nationals, they have to do this. They're not winning the World Series. This is in 2019. That's not happening again. Jason, you always appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. He brought up that uh, Scherzer's going to be a free agent after the year. Verlander's going to be a free agent after the year. Hmm. 
and he has expressed the desire to go back to Detroit. They have a, a decent young team now Yeah, that maybe next year can flirt with being a playoff team. There is a scenario where both of those guys are in the rotation again. What? Max Scherzer <laughs> How amazing and would Justin that Verlander. Be, right? That would be incredible if that could go down. Our old sales guy, Cody. Oh, I, that's exactly would, who I thought of. Would just whip his pants off. <laughs> I was just a lot of going to say something. <laughs> Whipping. Right. He'd, he'd be excited. He'd that's be exactly like that right. Australian coach <laughs> yesterday right. in the Olympics, just going crazy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for heavy stop-and-go traffic on I-70 downtown split westbound between the 71 east split and the 71 315 west split. Traffic is heavily slowed down in that area. And more backups expected on 315 southbound between 670 westbound and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is a new world of possible. This week, Apple AirPods Pro are only $179. That's $70 off. In-store only. Offer ends on the 31st. Limit 2. Get the tech you need to work and learn from home at Staples Connect, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Fan. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, oh, no, it's me. It's me. Hello. You guys. Amateur hour. You asked for it. You got <laughs> it. Toyota. Is this what you're bringing? Just let you go. <laughs> sorry, Just let you go. Let you keep doing it. You guys look like you had a good weekend. How was oh, it? Oh, fantastic. Good. It was yeah. great. Loved it. There wasn't any moments, Mike? Well, I, I, I talked to T-Bone I- about the weekend before the show. <laughs> Here's how I know this guy does nothing because it's like (laughs) 1 p.m. on a Saturday, right? Like an hour when almost nobody is home, right? Like you got a family, you're out out and about, you got to go do something, go and grab a lunch, hit up a store. I'm watching ping pong on the Olympic channel or one of the Olympic channels. You know, you got your guide up there. It was NBC Sports Network. (laughs) NBCSN. Very good. I text him about the ping pong. And I was watching it. Get it back five seconds later. But what you didn't see is that I'd just gotten home and there was a scene. Uh On Saturday, there was a scene. I'm not going to go into details about the scene, but you know, I look. I I like to yell on the radio. Yeah, I'm a pretty stern parent, but I rarely scream. I don't scream often. You make it count. I may show my displeasure. Yeah, right. But I rarely scream. Saturday was screaming day. Ooh, there was some good screaming. And then I sat down, watched ping pong, talked to you. If it if it makes you... You got me on the tail end of screaming, buddy. If it makes you feel any better, our house with three kids, two cats, a crazy dog... Oh, my God. And five levels of insanity. Wait, why do you have an extra cat? What do you mean, why do we have an extra... We'd, why would you get a, another well, we've cat had we already have one? We've had one of them Most for... Most people call that two cats. They wouldn't call it an extra cat. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but well, I just... I got roped into a, we a had, cat, and well, I'm trying to understand how you you duplicate that. Well, we had one cat we got 12 years, 13 years ago, and that they cat wanted is a kitten, huh? still... No, that cat's still living, still going, but 
Another well, they never ca- die. They live ca- to like 30. Yeah. Another you cat. Wait till the kids graduate college. We you were made aware of another cat needing a home. And so we, we brought it into our home. It was a young kitten, about six months old. And Look at you. We've had it for a few years now. And she's great. They're both, they're both she's. They're both fine. Yeah. But the, yeah. Anyway, our default volume in our house is shouting. Like not even when we're mad. It's just like, where is the hairbrush? It's just yeah, it's Sam Kinison the entire time in our house. Like you ever wonder like why we can't actually move to the room that the other person is in to talk to them? Oh, I know why I can't move in the room because it's just there's toys everywhere, there's stuff everywhere. You I don't, don't want move. to. I, no, I don't, don't want to get up. there. Yeah, yeah. Besides, is better than going there. It's not my fault that everything's not in its place, so I'm not going to get up and look for it. I yell, and then they come down and. By the way, the kids, they need the exercise anyway. They've been, you know, cooped up for a year and a half. So you get to that room and you're, you're just going to yeah. make a comment that doesn't go over well. That's absolutely right. And then you'll be right. paying back, yeah. paying it back for the rest so of the day. So if we start with yelling, then they're not shocked when they get yelled at. It's fine. They're used to it. It's totally okay. <laughs> that way they when you talk in a normal voice, yes. you're being like the sweet old when I dad. Walk in, they yeah. know. If I walk into a room and I say, excuse me, Why? Is this? Then they're terrified. Then they're like, oh, right, God, right. dad is oh, pissed. No. Yeah. Like, if I'm just yelling about something, they're like, ah, that's yeah, I don't. I know it surprises people. I don't yell often, but... And bless her heart, my, my daughter, I got super upset, screamed, mm. and I said, get out of here. Go upstairs. Stay in the corner. Because that's what we do. Oh, yeah, boy. Right. That's, that's time out is yeah. go stand in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm calming down down there, and she runs up there. I mean, you give her many chances? Like a fourth, that's, fifth chance, that's, like depending on that's age. That's like when I get upset. When it gets many, is, many chances. Is when I've yeah. given you an opportunity uh-huh. to correct that's, your that's behavior. And you you yeah. have decided not to. You right, have chosen right. not to. You've made this choice. Yeah. That's when I get upset. I screamed at her. She hopped to it. Ran up those steps. Mm-hmm. Cried a little. She's cry, crying the whole way. Yeah. Crying yeah. the whole way. Because she gets super upset when I get upset. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like 40 minutes later. I'm sitting down there. Watching the table. And Kristen... <laughs> Kristen says, have you gone up there? I said, no, I haven't gone up there, but I haven't heard anything. So she's fine. She's thinking about it. Yeah. You think she's still in the corner? I said, no, she's sitting on her bed. She's not still in the corner. <laughs> I walk up there after 45 minutes. She's still standing in the corner. Wow. In her bedroom? Yeah. Standing in the corner. Still crying. Ouch. So then we had a talk. Mm-hmm. I calmed her down, but I was impressed that she stood in that corner. Wow. Yeah. Until, because usually I come up five, 10 minutes. But I was so I was so upset, and then I quite frankly forgot. Because <laughs> I, yeah. when you're a parent and you forget that, like, oh yeah, yeah I punished yeah. my kid. Right? He's like, oh yeah, she's up there. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I should go up, you know. And she's still standing in that damn corner. Wow. Bless her heart. Wow, that's impressive. Usually, Jack, after twenty or thirty minutes, would go by because he can hold on pretty long too. Like he'll hold a grudge. I could tell like he's holding a grudge too, like against me if we've had like a little fight or something. Mm-hmm. But it'll be sort of locked, lo- not locked, but he'll trap himself in his bedroom. Door will kind of slam when it closes, and I'll oh, like yeah. yell up once again. And I'll be like a finish the argument with a "Don't slam my doors," you know. <laughs> and he'll usually like sneak down. Like I can hear him in the stairwell, you know, and he'll like want to like have the apology or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I'll hear like the dad. Yep. I'm like, come on, son. Let's go, son. Come on out. Like, let's go. (laughs) Let's get it done. Uh, What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? We're going to have our man uh, Biddle on the Buckeye Show this whole entire week. So we're looking forward to that. We have a big weekend of headlines to go over with some of the remnants from the Big Ten Media Days, quarterback talk, expansion talk, every single position group to break down. We are a week and one day from camp here for Buckeye football. 
We got Buckeye basketball news as well. We'll get ready for a lot of it tonight. Buckeye show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1 800 Cooling. Bone. Uh, well, man, a uh, bunch of happy birthdays go out today. First and foremost, to Brother Bone celebrating his birthday happy today. Happy birthday, Brother Bone. Happy birthday, he's Derek. Celebrated by changing jobs. That's right. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's had more careers. Since I've known Brother Bone than he's, anyone in the world. He's he's nailing this career, though. He's doing great. So, happy birthday, Brother Bone. He shares a birthday with these famous people. Peep, peep, people is how you say that. Hey, Tim's wife. It's Tim's people. wife's yes, birthday Tim's, today. Tim's wife's birthday. Yeah. Fine nurse. So, we've also got a birthday there. Uh, they share a birthday with Mick Jagger, who turns yeah. 70. Oh. Only turns 78 today. I'm shocked that Let that's all it is. Uh, actress Helen Mirren. Turns 75, still right. ravishing. Great for her. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock turns 57 today. Oh, great. How many YouTube uh, Adam's stars Apple turned that you've 52? never heard of are on that website? How many what? You know, like you go to these websites and it's filled with YouTube and oh, TikTok yeah, stars yes. now above the real people we know. I, yeah, so far I, I know that. Jeremy Piven's birthday today, Jason Statham's birthday oh. today, Kate Beckinsale today. Oh. Uh, That's a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, That's good. a lot of good people. Pretty good, pretty, good, pretty good day for birthdays. So there you go. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Me and Hakeem Olajuwon share a birthday. <laughs> Me and Chuck, Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah? That's like the best I got. You and Hakeem the Dream. Well, you I know, tell you, if it was me and Hakeem against you and Chuck, I wonder who would win. <laughs> oh, I would. I, ooh, that's good. I, uh, that's I, good. Well, I was going to just instantly I, jump on. I think you got us because Chuck Chuck's, is too, Chuck's too gonna fat. Be, yeah, that's going to be a tough call. I don't think he can do it. Uh, Buckeye shows up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident investigation still has the roadway closed on 71 southbound between I-70 and Frank Road. All on-ramps are also closed as a result of this investigation. Please avoid the area if possible. It will remain closed until further notice. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, safe auto. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't. If I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, 
you're I I too shave like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like no, I'm not gonna do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's, I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is, you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine wanna, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right? i don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.